This is Wellspring, presented by Corwell Health Zealand Hospital on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC. And for this Thursday, November 16th, we say good morning to Meredith Scrotenborg. This is a weekly radio show sponsored by Corwell Health Zealand Hospital. And our guest today is Kayla Anderson, Senior Environmental Health Specialist at the Ottawa County Department of Public Health, to talk with us about the common mistakes people make when preparing their holiday meals. This is such a timely topic. And she's going to give us other food safety tips so we can all stay healthy this holiday season. Good morning, Kayla, and thank you so much for joining us this morning. Good morning, Meredith. Thank you so much for having me. So, Kayla, before we get into your holiday food safety tips, tell us about what you do at the health department and what you're passionate about in your role. Sure. So I'm a senior environmental health specialist on the food safety team at the Ottawa County Department of Public Health. And I also serve as the lead foodborne illness investigator. My primary responsibilities are inspecting licensed food service establishments, which includes places like schools, hospitals, restaurants, churches, food trucks that you'll see out at the Coast Guard Festival and other large events, and temporary establishments for community-related events. What I'm most passionate about is protecting the health of people. I'm very passionate about people. And in my role, I have the privilege of keeping the community safe by educating food service operators, working through enforcement issues to help them succeed in food safety, and by investigating foodborne illness outbreaks, which is one of my favorite things. When investing in these areas, I've experienced positive food safety cultures are developed in establishments. And most of the time, operators are inspired and motivated to keep the public safe, too. Kayla, you have such an important role. We appreciate how you're on the front lines of uh, keeping us healthy. So thank you. Thank you for what you do. And we're grateful that you're so passionate about it. Um, So although it's important to follow guidelines when preparing food for a crowd at the holidays, food safety is something that we should really be thinking about all the time. What are the main things to think about in the kitchen when we're preparing our everyday meals? Yes, great question, Meredith. So food safety is something that we should be thinking about all of the time. And I have four rules of thumb to remember when you're preparing your everyday meals. That is clean, separate, cook, and chill. So I will share a few insightful tips about each of these. So if you have a pen and paper, or if you'd like to take notes on your phone, go ahead and do that now. Um, So firstly, it's important to clean by washing your hands and surfaces often. Germs that cause food poisoning can survive in many places and spread around the kitchen. It's important to wash your hands for at least 20 seconds with soap and warm water before, during, and after preparing food and before eating. Wash your utensils, cutting boards, and countertops with hot soapy water after preparing each food item. And remember to rinse fresh fruits and vegetables before eating them. So that's our first step for clean. Now moving on to our second step, which is separate. So remember to separate. Do not cross-contaminate. Raw meat, seafood, and eggs can spread germs to ready-to-eat food, such as salad, cheese, fruit, unless you keep them separate. When you're grocery shopping, be sure to keep any raw meat away from ready-to-eat foods. 
and remember to refrigerate them separately as well. It's also important to keep them in sealed containers or wrap them securely so the juices don't leak onto other food items. Um, while you're in the kitchen, use one cutting board for raw meat and one for produce so there's no cross-contamination. We don't want to be cutting raw meat with one cutting board and then put our salad on there to chop it up because um, that's how people could get very sick. And one other tip that uh, you may not know is do not wash raw meat before cooking it. This stuff is not needed. Oh. Yeah. Yep, and washing raw meat can spread germs to other foods, your sink, your counter. And that's a, a recipe that we do not want. This it does more season. harm than good. We want to <laughs> yeah. avoid that. Okay, okay, great exactly. tip. And moving on to the next step, which is cooking food to the proper temperature. So food is safely cooked when the internal temperature gets high enough to kill germs that can make you sick. Um, so it's important to use a food thermometer. You've probably seen meat thermometers over the years um, to ensure your foods are cooked to safe internal temperatures. And the last step we have is to chill your food. So bacteria is not chill. It can multiply rapidly if left at room temperature, which we call the danger zone. So it's important to keep your refrigerator no higher than 40 degrees to package warm or hot food in shallow containers and then refrigerate it without the lid. Don't let it sit out at room temperature for an extended period of time because this provides a, an environment for the bacteria to multiply. And thaw frozen foods safely in the refrigerator or in cold water. It's important to never thaw the food on the counter because bacteria can multiply quickly in the parts of the food that reach room temperature. Kayla, thank you. I'm <laughs> my my mind is going to the turkey sandwich I made my daughter for lunch, and the fact that I didn't put one of those um, freezer packs in it, and it had mayonnaise on the turkey sandwich, and I'm going, gosh, I hope she's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for all that information. So robust. Um, we want to talk a little today about foodborne illness. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention estimates that approximately 48 million people get sick, 128,000 are hospitalized, and 3,000 people die through a foodborne illness each year in the United States. So safe food handling in the home kitchen is so important. You've given us a lot of great tips on how to prepare food more safely. Um, let's talk about what can happen without safe practices says, what kinds of illnesses can be spread through unsafe food handling? Yes, many illnesses can be spread through unsafe food handling. Currently, research shows there are a total of 31 different agents, which are known as pathogens, viruses, bacteria, or parasites um, that cause foodborne illness. And the top two agents that lead to illness and hospitalization are norovirus and salmonella. Mm. Can you tell us a little bit about norovirus and salmonella and why we really want to avoid them? Sure. Um, so norovirus and salmonella cause adverse symptoms that we do not want. And from a Thanksgiving meal perspective, um, norovirus is often caused by cross-contamination. Okay. Um, 
So if someone is preparing food that will not be cooked afterwards and their hands are contaminated, perhaps they went to the restroom and didn't wash their hands. And oh, sure. Food items. Um, or if they, you know, were hand handling a dog or a baby mm. and did not wash their hands before, you know, cutting up an apple or some lettuce for some salad, then that could transmit norovirus if someone was to eat that food. Sure, sure. And those are very possible examples. So yeah. this, very possible. Um, many households have dogs, many households have babies. And when you yeah. think about visiting for the holiday, it's just the importance of washing your hands with soap and water. So very important. Um, who is most at risk of serious illness and complications from a foodborne illness? The most at-risk populations will be the elderly, young children, pregnant women, and those with compromised immune systems. Mm -hmm. So if someone's going through a cancer treatment um, or has underlying medical conditions, they would be more susceptible. Absolutely. Um, how can people make their holiday get-togethers more safe when it comes to preparing food and gathering with groups? We certainly don't want to make each other sick. No, we don't. That's a great question. So we want everyone to have a safe Thanksgiving. And a few ways you can do that would be hand washing. So that's one of the number one ways to prevent foodborne illness. Not preparing food when you're sick and staying home if you don't feel well. Um, this also includes if you have been in contact with someone who isn't feeling well. Um, if that's a baby, if you work at a daycare, healthcare, anything like that, you just be aware of that. Preventing cross-contamination by not washing raw meat, using separate cutting boards, and washing utensils and surfaces in between uses. Ensure your leftovers don't sit out at room temperature for extended periods of time. Um, and when you do refrigerate them, if you put them in shallow containers without the lid on, that will allow them to cool, which you might remember from our cool step from earlier in our conversation. And then utilizing a food thermometer to verify the cook temperatures. Awesome. Kayla, you are a wealth of information, so perfectly timed right before Thanksgiving next week. Is there anything else, Kayla, that you would like to uh, share with us before we wrap up today's interview? Yes, when you're preparing your meal in your kitchen, just remember the rule of thumb, and that's clean, separate, cook, and chill. Perfect. Kayla, thank you so much for all that you do. Uh, the health on, department. It looks like Gary's hold got on, a question Meredith, before we I got wrap something up. for Kayla. And Gary, that came up. we want to hear. <laughs> what, what are you wondering about yeah. on this Thursday, okay. Gary? Uh, something that came over our wires this week, Kayla. Uh, some people who find a forgotten frozen turkey in the back of the freezer may mm. wonder if it's still safe to eat. This is a new one to me, Kayla. I don't know if you've heard this one at all, whether or not, you know, there's a shelf life for frozen turkeys. Yeah, that's a great question, Gary. So if you do have a frozen turkey that's hidden in the back of your freezer, go ahead and check the packaging for the best buy date or the expiration date. Um, and it also depends on when it was frozen too. Mm. So if you, if you purchased it at the store last year and you froze it on that day, then time freezes just like your turkey freezes. <laughs> 
So it, it really depends on that information. Yeah. So if you do have that information, then great. If not, you're really relying on those dates on the packaging. Yeah, just all the quality of the meat might be a little bit uh, uh, questionable because it's been there for a while. But then again, that's not your category, Kayla. You just want to make sure people are safe. And whether or not it tastes good, well, that that's that's for that's for another thing. Uh, there's one other thing too, and I want to bring this up about. Um, People who might have some questions about whether or not the food is safe. Obviously, the Ottawa County Department of uh, uh, Public Health is a good one. But I believe also that our friends over at the uh, uh, USDA, U.S. Department of Agriculture, has a, a, a special hotline as well. Yes. Yep. Anything that is USDA related, you can go online um, search for their hotline number, and if you have any specific concerns, you can report it to them. Yeah. Uh, by the way, yep. I'll, I'll help out in that regard, Meredith, and the fact that our wire service copy has that phone number, which is 888-MP-HOTLINE, 888-MP-HOTLINE, or online, usda.gov, and they're going to have that information through next Thursday, Thanksgiving Day. Fantastic. And Gary, I want to circle back to your idea of the frozen turkey, because I think it's so smart. And I think there are many of us who are looking at um, how inflation has risen and how much more expensive turkeys are this year over last. I think many of us are wishing that we had purchased a turkey last year at this time and had frozen it and could pull it out for this year's Thanksgiving feast because I know they're more expensive. And to hear Kayla say, um, you know, when you put something in a freezer, it freezes time. So as, as long as you were careful with the timeline on the front end with buying that turkey and freezing it, Kayla, I'm hearing you say it would be perfectly fine for this year's Thanksgiving feast. Yes. Yep. Okay. I'm going to remember that this year when turkeys go on sale to maybe freeze it. Granted, turkeys take up a lot of room in the freezer. So it's kind of an investment of space as well as to whether or not you want to do this. But Kayla, we are so grateful for you. Thank you for your time. Thanks for being so generous with your wisdom. And thank you again for everything you're doing at the health department. We appreciate you so much. And we want to thank our listeners. Thanks for being with us to talk about this issue, to listen in, to keep your families healthy this holiday season. And we want to remind you, uh, no need to tune in to Wellspring next week because, in fact, we're off for the Thanksgiving holiday. But we hope that you will join us again early December. Until then, Corwell Health Zealand Hospital wishes you well. Thanks for listening to Wellspring from Corwell Health Zealand Hospital on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC.